Whew. I'm exhausted watching that. What a tale of two halves. What an absolute ass kicking in that second half. The Celtics looking pretty lifeless in that first half. Out of sorts. Just totally overmatched. Out depth. Um, the shooters were too much for Milwaukee. I was ready to turn that thing off by the time I got to halftime. But glad I stuck with it. Um, wow, what a second half. Um, I thought going into the game without having Jalen Brown there was really going to hurt. He was totally going to be the guy to start on Giannis. He had been our best player in the first three games, in my opinion. Even in the promo, ESPN, you know, if you go on Comcast, it said, Jalen Brown and the Boston Celtics take on Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. So even... ESPN or Comcast or whoever writes those things up recognize that it's been Jalen's team so far. And um, to add insult to injury, ESPN puts on their team and it's Doris Burke. So I had to listen to her all night. She is, I know people, all the woke people think that she's great. She is terrible. She should not be doing color commentary for NBA basketball games. You want to put her on a sideline person? Fine. You want to put her in the halftime show? Whatever. I don't want to hear her all game, but I don't know. I digress. The Celtics got absolutely shredded in the first half. Um, You know, they pan to Mike Budenholzer, who always looks like he just smelt a bag of fresh farts. They're kicking our ass, and he just looks so pissed off. I've never seen... I saw that guy collect the NBA Coach of the Year last last year and he just looked he didn't even look happy I don't know he's a great coach though I love what they do offensively I love how they constructed this team around Giannis in that first half I mean they were just moving the ball they would the drive and kick game was unguardable and the Celtics had some pretty good defenders out there and they were trying to close out they just was a drive and kick and pass and pass and pass open three um you know the bench house scored the Bucks bench outscored the Celtics 27 to 6 in the first half, which you know, I in yesterday's pod I said could be an issue. The Bucks depth is great, and I didn't even realize that they had Kyle Korver too, and he came in and he's just a professional shot maker. He looked like he could do that for about, you know, five or six more years at a high clip. Um, and yeah, the Bucks took a 58-42 lead into half and I was watching on um, I'm watching on DVR tonight because I had open gym for the Seekonk Warriors. Got to watch my boys play tonight, so I came in an hour and an hour behind, and I was I almost threw in the towel. I said, "Why? Why watch the end of this game? Who cares? This, this is ugly." Um, but it was a tale of two halves. Marcus Smart, God, he was great. He fueled that third quarter run. Um, it was just a totally different team. The Celtics, the Wings. Hayward, Tatum, Kemba, they were just getting in the lane. They kind of gave um, the Bucks a taste of their own medicine offensively. They would, they would pass, pass, pass. Someone would have a nice drive, get into the lane, kick it out. You know, whoever caught the ball would either knock down a three or attack the closeout. Hayward was just great getting into the lane and having those little pull-ups that he's great at. Tatum hitting big threes or getting all the way to the rim or the pull-ups. He had it all working tonight. He, he led the Celtics in the plus-minus with a plus-16. Uh, he was great. <laughs> and um, it looks like Danny backed the Brinks truck up for the king of the fourth, Kemba Walker. I mean, 
two or three straight times just on a pick and roll, just pull up and knock down a three at the top of the key. He led all scores with 32 points. He was just phenomenal. And um, 14 for 15 from the line. He was he was excellent. Just what a game. Um, that second half was just outstanding for the Celtics. And um, I think my favorite part of tonight was uh, the unprofessionalism of Paul Pierce in the front row in the second half in his suit, just pumping up the crowd, clapping his hands um, as Jason Tatum hit that three at the end of the third quarter, getting the garden into it. And honestly, he, he was an inspirational lift. I'm sure the players felt it. The crowd gets into it when they see a legend like him on the sideline. Um, it was great. Great win for the Celtics tonight as they beat the Bucks 116-105. to 105. Just totally dominating the second half with a plus 20 in the third quarter, 38-18 to 18 after a pretty lifeless first half. That's, you know, you'd love to see that because last year that wouldn't have happened. They would have sulked. They would have gone down in the tanks. They had no leadership with, Ky- with Kyrie Irving as your leader. You know, you're not coming back out of that hole. But with Marcus Smart as your leader, someone who leads by example, who gets on the floor, who's not afraid to take charges or or getting near fights with the with the league MVP, and then guys feed off that. Hayward, he's a veteran, but he's not like a rah rah leader. But you know he feeds off Marcus because he started getting going, and he's he got as emotional as I've ever seen him when they had that two on one. Hay, Hayward dumped it off to Tatum, and Tatum flushed it on Wesley Matthews' head. Um, that was probably as animated that I've ever seen Hayward get pumped up um, in Kemba. God, that guy has ice in his veins. Reminiscent of the days of him at UConn, at MSG. Um, chirping to the crowd, nodding his head. I mean, you just have to love this team. Um, but yeah, excited about the game, as all Celtics fans should. Let, let's give a breakdown of all the players that checked in tonight. Uh, my favorite to rag on, Brad Wanamaker. Six minutes. Now listen, I don't think Brad Wanamaker should play. I've been adamant about this before. But he played with a lot of heart and toughness tonight. He only got those six minutes, and it was at the end of the first quarter where he went to the basket and got absolutely decked. But because he's Brad Wanamaker, he doesn't get the call. Then a few minutes later, in the beginning of the second quarter, the one that they reviewed where Brad Wanamaker had the balls to go up and try to block the Greek freak, who clearly gave him a forearm shiver to the face, and they looked at it, and they still determined that the foul was on Wanamaker. Um, but you know what, Brad Wanamaker, six minutes, not much of a stat line, but you've earned a few points in my book for being tough. Carson Edwards, four minutes, got in the game in that first quarter where Brad went 10 deep. To try to, you know, the Celtics were stagnant. I understand going to Carson Edwards there, trying to get a spark going offensively. He was one for two from the line. Um, you know, he really didn't have it going. It was kind of a blah effort from him. So I understand him not playing that much after that, but certainly understand why you would go to him early in this game. Robert Williams, the Time Lord, 14 minutes, had an Awesome block, great help side, um, 
help side block. I don't know who got beat. It could have been Kemba. And uh, he just came over and sent, I believe it was Eric Bledsoe's shot into the second row. It wasn't, it was probably more of a Tice game tonight um, than a Robert Williams game. And I'll get to that later. But uh, in his 14 minutes, the Celtics were a plus 11. I mean, good things happen when he's on the floor. Three assists, four rebounds, you know, great game. Did his role to a T. But I agree with the Celtics going more with Tyson, Grant Williams tonight. Speaking of which, Grant Williams, 15 minutes, only one more minute than the Time Lord. He was 0 for 2 from 3. Again, he's going to knock those down. They are, they are right on the rim. He's not missing that poorly. But he's just a smart player, um, smart defensively, good offensively setting screens and dribble handoffs. You know, it, it didn't show up on the stat line for him tonight, but he... He was very consistent and good in those 15 minutes. Semi Ojale, who I talked about yesterday, might actually have a role tonight. Played 20 minutes, did a great job defensively, good job on the boards, um, finished with three points. I mean, one of those was a dunk at like in garbage time, but he's not out there to score. He's out there to board and defend, and tonight was a night we needed him. Um, 20 minutes. Looking back on it, seems like a lot for Semi, but you know what? He was out there in key stretches in the second half. And um, I was, I'll, again, just like Wanamaker, Semi earned a few points in my book tonight. The MVP of the night, Marcus Smart, without question. Five for 11 from three. And I know I talk about Marcus Smart shooting and how much I hate it, but his shot actually looked good tonight. I didn't actually cringe that often when he shot. He was taking him in rhythm. He is a streaky shooter, and um, he needs to get hot for him to build some confidence and, as a fan, build some confidence in him, and he made a bunch. But obviously his impact is not offensively typically. But on a night like this where your big guns um, aren't doing much, especially in that first half, Marcus took it upon himself to knock down some shots, get to the basket, drive and kick. He had six assists. But obviously, he's a pest. What he, what he does to opposing stars is his best attribute. He got under the Greek freak's skin, um, caused him to have a... Well, actually, that was Semyon who caused the technical at the end. But it was really Marcus, the play before, that, you know, if, if you remember, Giannis basically took, him, took Smart to the ground while Smart just put his arms in, in the air and just took it and basically laughed. Um, love Marcus Smart, man. He was fantastic tonight. Kemba Walker. Whew. 32 points in 38 minutes. 14 for 15 from the line. But it was those three-pointers in the fourth quarter that were the daggers. He is 4 for 11 from three. I, I have him for three three-pointers in the fourth quarter. He was exactly what Isaiah Thomas wanted to be. He was a closer. He's an all-star. He was the king of the north. King of the north. King of the fourth. And um, he got paid like it. Got paid like an all-NBA guy that Kemba is. Tatum. Our best plus-minus guy of the night with a plus 16. He was absolutely immense in the second half. He had 25 points on the game, hit four three-pointers, including a huge one at the end of the third quarter to give the Celtics a four-point lead, entering the fourth. 
he was looking like an all-star tonight. What I don't like about him is he's got a little Tim Duncan in him. He's a, he's a little whiny for my liking. And he sometimes argues these foul calls that aren't there, and he throws his arms in the air. But, God, I hope that just goes away with maturity, and it'll probably be more tolerable as he plays better. But um, I wish he would cut that part of his game out. But regardless, he was fantastic tonight. Gordon Hayward, another solid effort. He was bad in the first half. I mean, he had three points up until like two minutes left in the second quarter. He just looked like a shell of himself. He was timid. And I mentioned this after the first game that in a game where other players aren't really playing up to their capabilities and Jalen Brown's not in there, Hayward's got to be the guy to step up. And he didn't do it the first game well enough for my liking. And tonight, he didn't do it much in the first half. But when all things were rolling, when Marcus Smart got the team going, when Tatum started getting going, Hayward started getting going, Kemba, it was all cylinders. They were firing on all cylinders. And Hayward was a key to that. He was getting downhill, getting in the lane, scoring at the rim, scoring on those pull-ups. He was 50% from three, shooting three to six. And he's a great facilitator. Seven assists, 10 boards, 21 points, almost a triple-double. Um, so he really made up for it in the second half and he even showed some emotion. So something to build on. Really happy with um, Gordon Hayward through these first four games. And lastly, it was a Daniel Tice night. 28 minutes, five for eight from the field, nine boards. He was up only a plus two, but I can see why they went with him for almost 30 minutes because defensively, he closes out better on three-point shooters. The Bucks don't really have back-to-the-basket guys. They have the Lopez twins, but it's not like they're really going to try to put them on the block. Those guys now just sit, you know, 25 feet away and bomb threes. So in a game like this, while Rob Williams does block shots and he's pretty active, Tice is better in the screening roles. He's better on closing out. He's more switchable. And the Celtics, on, on the whole, did a great job. Even in the first half when the Bucks were making their shots, they were doing a great job of switching. And anytime Kemba was switched on a mismatch, they were so fast. And, you know, the offside, the weak side guy switching Kemba off the mismatch. It was a, really, it was a, it was a defensive masterpiece throughout the whole game, even though the first half the Bucks made their shots, second half the Bucks missed their shots. But I give the Celtics defense an A for that game. Um... Knicks on Friday, hope it's not one that they overlook because I know they beat the bag out of the Knicks this past weekend, but um, definitely don't want to have a trap game. Want to be Need to be 4-1 going into the weekend, but it's nice to be 3-1 with wins over the Bucks and the Raptors. Um, Got to feel good if you're a Celtics fan. Woo!